You are listening to Afraid Not Podcast with Jill McCormick and Robin Wall. We believe that our stories matter and make us who we are. Every other week, we invite guests to join us and share their stories. Even though our stories have nots, we are not afraid. Our stories have phrase, they are not perfect. We believe the truth of our mess makes us stronger. We hope that God uses these stories to encourage and strengthen your faith as you trust in Him. Our theme verse is Colossians 1:17, which says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together, even our frayed knots. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And this is Afraid Not Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today to episode number 123 with the hilarious and sweet and funny Jenny Tooley. To know Jenny is to love Jenny. So if you know her, she is a joy to be around. You guys, this is the kind of person who, when you say, everybody please wear a funny outfit, she's going to win the prize. For the best participation, and she will take the trophy home for best outfit every time. You know when Jenny walks in the room, and it's just, I love her so much. She's going to talk today about her daughter going through a serious health issue through high school, and um, it was very traumatic. A lot of doctors, a lot of hospitals, and we're going to visit a lot of information about that today. And you know, sometimes stories, you just long to turn the page. And you just think, Lord, how long am I going to have to wait? How long? And this is a look back over a really long journey. This is nine years later. And it's just comforting to know all along, every single day, God already had every bit of this in store and planned out. This story, hopefully, will be something to encourage and help you all, and Jenny's story is just awesome. So everybody, listen in. Hey, Jenny Tooley. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Sure. Thanks for having me. Welcome to Afraid Not. You are so awesome for saying yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yay. So we know you very well, and we go way back. Yes, like we do. literally 1993 is when I met you. Yes, it's been time. a while. But I would love for you to tell our listeners about yourself because they are not as lucky and they may not even know you yet. Okay, absolutely. Um, like Robin said, my name is Jenny. Um, and like I said, I've known you for like forever, yes. for a long time. Um, I grew up in Ada, Oklahoma. I graduated from college. John and I, um, John Tooley and I got married. We moved to Dallas. Um, after Dallas, John worked for MCI, um, so you either move to Owasso or lose your job, so we decided to move Good idea. to Owasso. Um, we had our oldest, Cody, at the time. He was two. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, I have a degree in education, early elementary, um, so that's kind of my family. I have um, Cody is my oldest. He is 26. He's 26, mm-hmm. and he and Abby have been married. <laughs> For three years, and um, we have our first grandbaby. It is the best thing ever, as you know. Oh, the best ever. Sam is six weeks old as of yesterday, so he's amazing. So when this airs, oh my goodness, he'll already be, he'll already be like ten weeks old. I know. Weird. Or I something know. like that. It's just crazy. Wow. It's just crazy to be a grandma. And then we have a set of twins, Lindsay and Kyle. They are 22. They just graduated from OBU. Lindsay has a nursing degree. She is working at Integris Baptist in postpartum. 
Kyle will be working with your son, Eric. That's right. I know. At, so uh, cool. I know. At uh, Council World. I got to see them in their office last week. We drove by looking oh. at a, a rent house for Kyle. We got to see Eric, and oh my gosh, they're going to have so much fun. They are, and they're sharing an office, which is hilarious. And the office is like so tiny, and anyway, it was So just, it could be good or bad. We'll it see. could be good or bad. We'll see how that goes. But um, anyway, they are just both super excited about it. And Cody, our oldest, he's a youth pastor at Northwest Baptist in Oklahoma City. And so he's been there for two years. So, um, And my husband, John, we own a farmer's insurance agency here in town. Um, we've been doing that for about 15, 16 years. Um, I've been in the classroom for about 15, I think this is my 16th year starting. So I've taught kindergarten first and second at Northeast here in Owasso. Um, before that, I worked at First Baptist Church as their preschool coordinator. So I did the Mother's Day Out preschool program there. So I had four years of that and so stayed home before that. So that's kind of, kind of who so we So how are. did you and John meet? So funny story. So <laughs> always, everything's like funny story. So John and I um, both went to Central, which is in Ada, mm-hmm. and um, went to the BSU there. I think it's called BSM now or something like well, that. Well, it used to be BSU. Now it's BCM. BCM. Yeah, Baptist so, Collegiate Ministries. So anyway, we met at the BSU back the, back in the day, and um, they him and um, they lived in a duplex, and one of my friends lived in one side, and John lived out on the other side, and my friend Christy had a crush on John. So, but come to find out, John kind of liked me. So he asked me out, and he was like, so, would you like to go on a date? And I was like, uh, hold on, let me pray about it first. So I, like, closed my eyes and, like, looked through my finger to see what his reaction would be. And he was like, kind of like that, what in the world I've got myself into? Um, so we um, went out on a date. We dated for three months, got engaged, and we're engaged. After three months? After three months. Engaged? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Like, I knew that he it's was my fun. person. Sean and I got engaged after two months. It just Like, I knew he was my person. Like, after <laughs> our first or second date, like, I knew he was my person. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know. So we got engaged after three months. We were um, engaged for a year and two months before we got married in December of 96. No, December 94, because Cody was born in 96. I always get those confused. Marriage first, then Cody. Um, <laughs> um, and that's how we met. So awesome. And okay, our listeners do not have any way of knowing how fun you are. Picture this listeners, if it is youth camp and oh, it snap. is theme night. <laughs> and all of the kids and sponsors are supposed to dress up. Guess who has the best outfits? Oh yes, it's Jenny Tooley every time. Well, like, thank what you. are some of the things you do for like dress up? What do you do? Oh my gosh. So um Thing nights at camp, it was always, I was the tutu tuli, it was kind of my nickname. <laughs> so, you know, you go to camp and you have, like, supposed to have one bunk. I usually had two because one was for sleeping and the other was for, like, I had all, all my costumes. All the costumes, <laughs> theme nights, you know, I had each color tutu for each day. If it was, like, 80s night or whatever, I had all the makeup set here and depending on what the night was. Um, but did thrift store prom one night, so I had that set up. Um, <laughs> tourist night was one night, so... Anyway, there was always a separate suitcase for all of the dress-up. So, I love how you would set such a great example of jumping in, having fun, and just also not taking yourself too seriously. Oh, I think gosh, we no. could all learn. <laughs> no. Now, if you um, would have known me in high school, I was very quiet, very you like were? I was very like very shy. I was like, yes, man, I don't have any idea. But something that is happened. Shocking. It is. So then I get older, and I'm like, whatever. 
So now I'm 50, <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, you know, I can like, join the 50s. Join no, the 50s. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> so, um, but you know, that's one thing that I I love to be with kids. I love um, teaching. Teaching is like a ministry for me. And John's always like, of course, you know, we always get paid so much money. Millions. Millions. Millions of dollars. Sure. That's why we went into it, right? Exactly. For the money. money. Um, So that is my ministry. You know, I want to be, um, I want to be there for the kids. I want them to have a safe place to know that I'm having a bad day. Is some, you know, there's somebody there I can talk to Mm -hmm. or um, I can show God's love. You know, we can't say all the God things at school because, you know, the public school, but I can still show God's love to them. And, I hug them every day, tell them I love them every single day. And so um, that's kind of why I went into education, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of blossomed from there. But anyway. So when you have dress-up days at your school, is oh. that are you known for that? Too? Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. funny story. So last year we're supposed to dress up like somebody that we admire. Well, my principal, um, I love her. Our speech path, I love her. Our assistant principal, love her. Uh, who else did I have? So anyway, they were supposed to dress up like, you know, them. So one of them had hair extensions. So I went on Amazon and bought hair extensions <laughs> and put them in. They weren't the right color, but I had those. Um, one of my other friends who I teach with, she always had her nails done. Well, I went to the Dollar Tree and got me some um, sticker nails and put them on. But they don't come with glue. So you have to glue those on yourself now, but I didn't have any glue, so I used Gorilla Tape. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, oh my so goodness! So Gorilla Tape will hold your nails on during the day, and then <laughs> I know. Did your nails come off with no, them? Huh? No, okay. it, it was okay. fine. And then um, another one of my friends, they do the eyelashes. They get their eyelashes done with like the big the extensions. Curly. Mm-hmm. So the Dollar Tree helped me with that as well. So I had all these eyelashes on, fake hair, and then uh, my assistant principal. If you know her, mm-hmm. Don Holloway, she is always dressed like the best. So I dressed like her and kind of had some fun stuff on. So when I walked in, they're all like, oh, Tuli, only you would do something like that. But, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it makes everybody like, you know, it giggles, you know, I mean. Well, there's it, something so fun about a co-worker situation where there are fun moments and you dressing up or doing uh, comical things just to lighten it. Right. Everyone can get serious, and we don't need to stay so serious all no. the time. Life is too too short to be serious all the time. Now, I would recommend not going to Walmart after you have your eyelashes, your nails, your hair done. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend going to Walmart. So anyway, but that was the fun. I was like, oh, I better take all this off. I was like, ah, forget it. I'll make sure you wear your teacher badge if you wear that. Because you're like, I'm a teacher. It was dress-up day. It was dress-up day, you know? So anyway. <laughs> Well, before you jump into your Braid Knot story, I would also like to just have a part of this conversation. Will you share about how you came to the Lord? Was that something that happened for you really young? No. Or was it like older in life? I was older. I was 14. um, And I think that's why Falls Creek has such a special place in my heart. Um, I had gone to church off and on growing up, Easter, Christmas, those kinds of things, and kind of throughout. Um... And so a friend of mine, you know, we do my one at our church where like our youth ask uh, their non-believing friends to come to camp with them, that kind of thing. And my best friend in high school, she went to church and she's like, hey, why don't you come to camp with us? And I was like, oh, okay, why not? So it was on a Thursday night. Um, I felt the Lord was like, hey, you know, I'm here for you. And just that transformation of 
I'm here for you. Things will, you know, things are bad, which you think things are bad at 14, which they're really not. But, um, that's when I gave my life to the Lord with, and I was like, I knew I couldn't wait till, you know, Friday is usually the day that everybody gives, you know, the Friday. But I was like, I can't wait any longer. I need to have that relationship. I need to nail that down right now. That was when the tabernacle had no air conditioning. So Oh, I, I remember. Oh, the days. Oh, the fun uh-huh. days. But, Dear uh, listeners, there was a camp time where you would literally sweat like pounds off during the You would try to service. sit in the choir loft because there's a little bit of breeze up there. And maybe some Not fans. necessarily that I was up there to, you know, sing. Right. Like, and then like, you had to make sure that your shorts or skirt was long enough. Yes. And then... Huh. Like, yes. even worse than it is now, like, to the knees. They have the dollar bills out, measuring, yeah. all the things. Yeah. Oh, fun times back in the day. But anyway, so I um, got saved, found the Lord um, when I was 14 at Falls Creek and just kind of um, started taking myself to church and just getting plugged in. And I think that's the important thing is getting plugged in and having a group of friends that you can do life with. Mm-hmm. I think back now, like, I had a friend group then that I did life with and then I had a college group. And now I have a married group. So it's very important, I think, to have that friend group that you can be like, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, that you can just be like, just be honest and just be like, yeah. I'm having a bad day today with yeah. those things. So, yeah. But anyway. Okay. Well, on that note, why don't we start with your story? Okay. So um, the story is about my daughter, Lindsay. And she, like I said, she's a twin and she is 22 now. So when she was a sophomore in high school, um, about Christmas time, she showed hogs, so she was showed animals for FFA. Um, By the way, if you're a listener and you're like, wait, wait, what did she just say? That is actually a really cool thing that you may not have in your town, but we have FFA, Future Farmers of America, and our program in Owasso is epic. And kids will have livestock, they will learn speeches, they will do all kinds of activities. It is Pretty amazing. So that's the the livestock and all of this. That's what um, Lindsay was involved in. So um, she was involved in FFA, and um, her hog that she showed. They have this procedure where they, they teach them how to walk, and it's kind of like a beauty pageant for hogs. You know, they all have to make sure the heads high, and they're walking pristinely, and they're not crossing their feet and all of that. Best things. in show, yeah. The best hog. in show, yada yada yada. And um, so her hog started limping. And so, which is not a good thing because, you know, you want them to walk a certain way and all the things. And we didn't think anything about it. And then she got sick in December um, with like a cold or something. Mm -hmm. And um, in January, she started like, mom, my legs hurt. I'm like, well, you're probably growing. You'll be fine. And so for about a month, she's like, mom, my my legs are hurting and all the things. And then her pig started limping more, and then, then she started limping a little bit. So Both of them were limping. Right. Huh. So then we're like, okay, what? something's going on. We didn't really know at the time. You know, you look back, and you can think, oh, this is, you know, you can see it better. But in the moment, we're like, this is just odd. So anyway, we just, um, she ended up getting a new hog, so we put that one to the side. So everything started going. But um, from January to March, she just kind of lost her ability to walk. She would just, her legs would hurt so bad. And I'm like, Lindsay, it's probably just growing pains. Um, but she was diagnosed with a seizure disorder when she was in fifth grade. So she was on some medication and we had done some research that possibly could be like 1% of people um, may have these symptoms. And so we contacted her neurologist and we're like, no, I've never had anybody. She should be fine. So we're like, okay, what do, you know, so we just kept precariously getting worse. And so we went to a different neurologist to kind of get a second opinion and he's like, yeah, this is, this is not right. I'm like, well, thank you. Somebody's finally listening to us. 
Was she attending school all these days in yeah. between? Yeah, she was attending school. She would, like, fall at school. Um, we had, um, she was she was like, I just can't go to school today because I just hurt so bad, you know? And I'm like, well, okay, you know, but I got to get to school. You do your thing. You know, you're in high school. You can stay home by yourself. <clears throat> and um, so we went to um, her pediatrician and the neurologist, and they decided to do um, a MRI scan from, like, head to toe just to see if there was anything that was obvious that could be causing that. So um, they have a statewide hog show with FFA where she shows her hog statewide um, over spring break. And we were like, okay, we're going to go. She's going to do it. Um, but she was still in pain. We're like, you know, we've paid so much for this hog. Mm-hmm. We've put mm-hmm. in the work. It's time for us to go. And so we're there on the first day, and I get a phone call from a pediatrician saying, we need her to come back to Tulsa. We've got her bed ready. We think that she has a tumor on her spine. So here I'm in the middle of like a thousand people and I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do. And so trying to, cause Kyle was there also her brother. And so trying to get him taken care of so I could get her back to Tulsa to, to get her into the hospital, to get some tests run. So, um, we get back to Tulsa. We were in the hospital for nine days. So obviously pulled out immediately from pulled that out of, competition. Right. She's pulled out and, you know, we just had to leave that. That's an emotional loss. It too. was. It was. Um, but Kyle stepped up. He was able to show her hog and do hmm. the things. Um, she didn't make the big ring, which was fine, you know, but we kind of knew that. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so in those nine days, we had specialists of oncology. We had infectious disease and so that's why I brought up with the hog limping in December because she was limping I thought well maybe something the hog had given her zoonomically that caused her to be this way and so they did that infectious disease oncology so while we're there she had bone scans she had spinal taps she had um, where they go in and take bone marrow out and did that Mm -hmm. testing testing electrodes on her legs to stimulate to see the nerves in her legs and whatnot um, and finally, they came back with a diagnosis of um, CIDP, which I can tell you what that is because I had to write it down. It's the, you know, they have all these 50 cent words. So <laughs> I will butcher this like big time, but she, they diagnosed her with AMON CIDP, which is acute motor anoxyl neuropathy, chronic inflammatory demyelating polyradicular neuropathy. Whoa. Okay, I'm so, not even trying to write that down. Yeah, no, no, you can just like, write CIDP. Uh, we right. can't even take notes on that. Yeah. I don't even know what, what that, that, that is. So basically, um, CIDP is um, your body attacks itself. So when she got sick in December. Is that like an autoimmune? It's an autoimmune okay. disease. So instead of her body attacking the cold that she got in December to take care of that and make her body free of that, it attacked itself. Typical CIDP, um, your nerves have a myelin coating on the outside, kind of like an electrical cord, like the plastic on the outside and the nerve is on the inside. Typical CIDP, um, the body eats away at the myelin, the coating. Hers did not. That's why hers is not typical. It, um, in her spine, all of the nerves when in your spine that have a point where they break off and go somewhere else, all of those were what the body attacked. It attacked all of the joints of the nerves in her back. Oh, so from out the middle of her back all the way down was like lit up like a Christmas tree. So, so that's why she was hardly able to walk. That's why she lost her ability to walk. So she was there for nine days. So um, did the hog end up having anything to do with it? No, it, it was just a weird. It was just a weird coincidence. Or I mean, was he like trying? You know how like 
Sometimes animals will, like, copy you. Is it that kind of a thing? Do I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things that only God knows. Huh. But, like, it was one of those, like, weird. Because we thought, well, that's surely, maybe, surely that's what it is. Maybe she got cut, you know, on the fence while she was doing something and something got in yeah. and caused it. No, it's, um, that's her body just to start attacking when she got sick with the virus in December. So we go through that nine days. Um, they give her treatments called IVIG, which I can't remember what it stands for. I can't remember. Um, but what they do is they take blood product of like 200 to 300 people, take what she needs, the components out of that, put it in a bag, mix it up, and give it to her so that, that the body will start attacking that instead of attacking her body. So she did that for five-day treatment. She didn't get any better. And they're like, well, we're going to try to send you to Cook's Hospital mm -hmm. and forward. Mm -hmm. And so we went down there and saw a neurologist down there. And he's like, yeah, I think it's CIDP, but I really don't know. You know, we'll just have to kind of watch it and see. So we're like, okay, check that off the box. And so here Where we are. Where are we in the year at this point? This is the end of March. So, end of March. so still sophomore year. Still, yeah. We're still sophomore year. Yeah. Um, and then um, John and I were like, something is wrong with our daughter. They, nobody's helping us. We don't know what to do. You know, we've prayed about it. We feel, we're just at a loss. We don't know what to do. And so John, my husband, called John Hopkins because, you know, they're like the big people. Mm -hmm. And so we called up there. Talk about a God thing. How many times would you call John Hopkins just randomly? And they're like, hey, well, let's just talk a little bit. He was on the phone with them for like 30, 45 minutes talking about her case wow. and all the things. I mean, like they knew who to patch him through to and everything. Oh, that automated yeah. system. Leave a message. Right. And so John talked to him about 30, 45 minutes. And they were like, okay, we can either do one of two things. We can... Um, you can come to us, or we can send you to a doctor in Kansas City who's been trained by us, who knows our protocol that you can go to. And we're like, well, let's go to Kansas City. Yeah. So this is at the end of March. So we call up to um, Kansas City. We have an appointment the 1st of June, which is incredible. Yeah, that's that fast. Quick. That's super quick. Uh -huh. um, so from Mar the end of March until the 1st of June, Lindsay lost the ability to walk totally. So she was in a wheelchair. She could, like, stand and, like, use a walker a little bit, but, like, in the bathroom, like, when she took a shower, you had to have the shower seat, the toilets, everything was adapted because she could not stand on her. We live in a two-story house. She had to move downstairs, so she slept. She and I slept downstairs. John was upstairs. Um, what about school during all this time? She would go to school um, most days, probably about three, three days a week depending on how she felt. Um, there was, like, certain days that she would say, okay, I think I can do it. And she'd get to the car and she'd say, Mom, I just can't. I just, my legs hurt too bad and all the things. So during that March to June, basically we were just like a waiting game until we could get to Kansas City to, to see the physician up there. We walked in and he was like, okay, um, I think I want to admit you for five days and we're going to see what we can find out. So we went to Kansas City in the 1st of June. We were there for five days. They gave her high-dose steroids. Um, by the end of the week, she was able to walk much better with a walker, so that helped steroids do a lot of great things, and so that kind of helped her get over the hump a little bit. Uh, went to Kansas City, cancer was back on the table. All the things were back on the table because so they didn't scary. bring our stuff up. You know, all the testing stuff. They're like, we want to do our own testing. Oh, uh, they wanted to start. They wanted to start fresh and kind of see. They did some genetic testing to see if they could find something. Nothing came back. Is you know, we don't we don't know. So they sent us back home. Let me tell you a quick story about um, in Kansas City and how God showed up in a big moment. 
course, here we are. We're still having the cancers on the table, all the things. We don't know anything about what's going on. She still can't walk and all the things. And um, Lindsay is like, I just, I don't want to go anywhere. She's like in my room, kind of in depression. And then being her mom, I'm like, you got to talk to somebody. She's like, I'm not talking to anybody. So somebody came in, and I remember sitting in that bed with our arms crossed like, you can, you can be here, and you can ask me questions, but I'm not talking. And so after the, the counselor lady left, um, Lindsay was, I was like, Lindsay, let's go get some lunch. She's like, I'm not hungry. I was like, you're going to go to the cafeteria. We're going to go get something to eat. And she's like, fine, whatever. You know how teenagers can be. And which, <laughs> you know, you got teenagers, and you got, you know, she's trying to be a little rebellious and all the things, I think, with that. So we go downstairs, and I'm pushing her in. And, of course, they had the lineup, you know, like in a typical cafeteria. Yeah. It wasn't a large cafeteria. There was, like, one way in and one way out. And so um, we're standing there, and this lady has a coat on. She's a doctor. And she was like, somebody's talking to Lindsay. Does anything look good to you? She's like, no. I'm like, oh, girl, you better be nice because you're not going to, you know, I'm that mama's like, mm-mm. And so after just a couple of, like, well, you know, sometimes I like this and sometimes this and the doctor's like, well, you know, I have a seizure disorder and I take this medication, which is the same medication that Lindsay took. And so I was like, okay, so we'll see how this goes. So then, you know, cause you know, she's a teenager. And so they just kind of had a little conversation and she's like, well, I kind of like this, but sometimes the medicine I take makes me, this tastes funny. And so they started having a conversation. Well, there was a lady standing behind me and you know how like when somebody's like in your space, yeah. you're like, you know, kind of like, don't. You're my kind of yeah. Like kind of like over my shoulder. Yeah. But it, it felt very comforting. That person was there yeah. was very comforting. And so I was just so get chills about it. Um, and so Lindsay talked with her a little bit, you know, and they had a conversation and um, I, I had to walk away because I was like, I was about to cry because I'm like, I'm finally she's saying, talking to somebody. she's talking to somebody. It's just a random doctor in the hospital. And we know how doctors can be. They can be very like, give me a burrito so I can go. Yeah. They're they're busy. Right. And so, um, I turn around for like maybe a minute and I turn back around. These two women are gone. Nowhere to be found. And so I'm looking around like, okay, there's one way in and one way out. I go, where did they go? And then she was like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, well, what, you know, that convert, like, where did they go? And so I'm like, I wanted to go find them, say, thank you for talking to my daughter. It really meant a lot. So I went out to the cafeteria. They're not there. I mean, like, they were getting plates of food. There was a line to check out. They're gone. They are nowhere to be found. <sighs> wow. I really feel like that was a divine appointment from the Lord that he was like, I am here with you. Yeah. You're not in this battle alone. And yes, it is scary, but I'm here with you. So I get back upstairs, and of course, I'm like, wow. wow. And so I'm like, Lindsay, do you realize just what happened? And she's like, yeah, I think so. And um, that song, Mercy Me, had come out, even if, you know, even if I don't heal you, even if, even if you don't know that, you know, what's going to happen, I'm still here with you. That song just kept playing, even if, even if. And I'm like, wow, even if Lindsay is not healed from this and can be able to walk again, I know that my Lord is here. I know that he took time out of his day or whatever you want to say to come have that special moment with us. So um, that will always be the most special moment, the, one of the big things. And so we go through the week at Kansas City. So they put us on a plan to have that IVIG treatment um, every four weeks until we just kind of see. And by the way, this treatment was thirty to $50,000 a bag of fluid. What? Wow. So she would get, like, when we 
yeah, so it's quite extensive. So, I mean, I'm thankful that it's kind of expensive because they have to weed out all of the stuff when people donate blood. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's like thirty to $50,000 a bag that she receives. So, once each time she's going mm-hmm. through all of these treatments. It's it's either, like, wow. probably thirty to 50000 So, we come back to um, Owasso. We're able to do it at the Children's Day Hospital. So, every four weeks we'd go in and have this IVI treatment. And mm-hmm. it would take all day long because she would get sick with it. So, we'd have to do it real slow. So we did that for a sophomore, junior, senior year. Um, and, of course, she got better. Actually, we went to Falls Creek when we came back from Kansas City. Um, Joe was like, hey, won't you guys just come down for the day? So we went down there, and she was able to, like, kind of do her thing and be a normal teenager. Of course, she did have to use her wheelchair while she was down there, but she got to have some normalcy again. Um, and by the time she started her junior year, she was walking again. Um, her neuropathy, which is the you know the nerves in her feet tingle and stick and prick, you know, like when you sit on your foot, you know, like and it goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. That's the feeling that she has in her feet. Um, and so by the time she started her junior year, she was walking again um, and doing basically all the things mm-hmm. that she'd kind of done before. So she went through all that treatment, and um, so she right after I'm trying to think when it was. In the midst of her sophomore year, she had to end up getting a port because her veins, you know, they give it through her veins. And so she ended up having to get a port put in so that they could just access that port to give her her meds. Right. Because they her don't vein, want to blow out her veins right, Her time, veins yeah. are already trashed because yeah. they, anyway, she's got some crazy veins. But um, anyway, we did all that. And um, so she's doing a lot better. And so during this time, she was going to be a veterinarian. That's what she wanted to be when she grew up. She's going to be, be a veterinarian and just do it. But God changed that in her Mm because we met some fantastic nurses. Um, One of them was Chaz at the day hospital. She was phenomenal. She just loved on Lindsay, and Lindsay was able to see nurses can be, they can be nice. Even though they have to do hard things, they can still be nice and Mm -hmm. and invest in you. So, Um, But that's kind of her story. So she went to OBU and graduated, uh, like I said, in May with her nursing degree. So she is working at Baptist Gym Postpartum. And she still has some neuropathy from all this, which she will always have. Um, there's always that time where it could relapse. We pray that it never does. And those IVIG treatments mm-hmm. really did help her body stop it attacking att- itself. Right, and it, just, it attacked that uh-huh. stuff that they were giving her. Because wow. she's not doing that anymore. No, no, she stopped that. Actually, her last treatment was the, um, like the week before she left for college her freshman year. So, um, but the exciting thing is, is we have two more payments and all of her medical bills will be paid off. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. I know. Wow. But, um, so anyway, we're just super excited that, you know, that the Lord saw fit to help her in this journey because he's really been there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was college like for her after going through all of that in high school? Um, it was. And really, then a pandemic. And then a pandemic. Well, she's, you know, had a lot. College was a, was a lot mm-hmm. for her. Um, so she went to guarded school and of course she didn't have her driver's license because she had a seizure disorder. So she had to be seizure free for six months before she could drive. So she mm-hmm. went to college, not driving her freshman year. She ended up getting her driver's license her sophomore year, but her freshman year COVID happened. Right. So they all came home for COVID and, and then I'm trying to think there's so many things that happened. Um, they had a couple ice storms that went through mm-hmm. and just like one thing after another help happened to them while they were in school. But 
she's taken it in stride, and um, I think it's made her a better person. You know, you, God gives you things in life to strengthen you, and you don't know at the time why God's like, why am I here? Why is this happening? But God does those things because he's like, I'm strengthening you. I'm molding you to become a better person so that mm. you can help somebody else. And like turning the passion for nursing. Right. Well, your timeline from the March of her sophomore year till here we are like nine years later. What was it like emotionally, both as a mom for you mm-hmm. emotionally? And then how do you think it was for your daughter? Like, what was it, this journey, yeah, the stats say this, and here's the numbers of, you know, the mm-hmm. tests and the, the number of days in the hospital, and, but, whoa, living it and the emotions of it, it must have been rough. It was rough. It, there were days that, um, you know, and God puts people in your life when you need them. And, you know, like I talked about earlier, how you need a tribe of people with you. You know, um, my tribe of people, we are all kind of going through some of the different things at the time. And one of the friends that I'd met, her daughter started going through um, some major medical stuff as well. And so we really connected like, hey, you know, my daughter's having a hard day. You know, can you pray for me? I'm like, yes, Lindsay's having a hard day. And then we would call each other and like, you know what? Life really stinks right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we would be able to. Like, how am I going to make it? How, why is this happening? Why is it to her? Why can't I take all this from her? You know, all the whys. Of course, yeah. we don't know the why. We will never know the why. But as a mom, you want to take on that for her. Yeah. And I wanted to be, I was very protective of her. Like, I, and probably overprotective because I didn't want people to look at her like, because she had to ride a motorized scooter everywhere she went. And I'm like, I don't want people to see her scooter and not see her. Right. She is an amazing person. She's got a great personality. Um, And, you know, like working with kids at school, you're like, they're an amazing kid, but they have this. You know, I don't want them. The first thing they see is she's in a wheelchair or she's got a problem or, you know, those kinds of things. And I really did protect her probably more than I should. But as a mama, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I feel like and then you have the, the guilt of she has a twin brother. And I felt like there were times, like, I neglected him. You know, I didn't, like, do, like, he had um, events at church or, you know, he did some stuff at school. I'm like, well, I can't be there because Lindsay needs me. Or I'm going to take off work to help Lindsay do this, but I can't take off work because you're sick. You know, that mama guilt um, was hard for a while. But I'm like, you know, she needs me for a season. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with my marriage with my husband, it was hard on us as well. Because sure. we we were basically married, but we were sleeping in separate bedrooms. And, like, I was totally trying to tend to her because she couldn't, like, take a bath, a shower without me help getting in the bathroom. She couldn't. She could dress herself, but she needed help pulling, you know, getting all the things together. It was like having a toddler again, you know, mm-hmm. just having to take care of her. And, um, you know, I know I neglected that part of my relationship with John. And we've worked on it. And we, we have been to counseling over that. Um because that, even though Lindsay had trauma as well, as her mom and dad, we had trauma as well. Absolutely. And, you know, trauma is going to come out. You can keep trying to suppress it, mm-hmm. and it will still come out eventually. And so... Um, it's so wise to recognize that going to have help with a therapist is the wisest choice. It's this 
the life-saving choice. It is because, you know, we, as, as people, we think, oh, we've got the internet or I can walk, listen to, you know, so-and-so tell me a story and, you know, but really you need somebody that's going to be direct with you and say like what you're thinking, the path that you're thinking is of Satan. It's not what God designed this to be. You know, those are bad thoughts about yourself and about, you know, anxiety that comes along with that. So, um, we've dealt with those kinds of things and it's been hard, you know, we've had to start taking medication for that, mm-hmm. which some people are like, Oh, she's on crazy pills. Well, we well, all need them. No, we've been a big proponent of like, you yes. take what you need to take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Lord exactly created right. doctors to create Jesus medication. and medicine. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, you know, we're in a much, John and I are in a much better place. And now that we're empty nesters, cause all of our kids are out of college and all the things. So, um, we're rekindling that and, and they're all three in Oklahoma city. Now. They are in Oklahoma city. Yeah. So like, mom, why don't you move to the city? I'm like, no, cause I'll move to the city and then y'all will move away. And then, then I'll be there by myself. So. <laughs> so anyway, how do you feel that? And I am sure that you got permission from Lindsay yes. before talking with us today. Um, and as far as this journey for her emotionally, is she being able to realize how, maybe kind of a self-look at how am I doing now? How am I feeling now? And rec- recognizing that she's been through quite a journey. Right. And so she was able to um, finally reach a point to where she's like, you know what, Mom? It's time for me to deal with some of the issues and the feelings that I've had. So she's reached out to a counselor that she went to for about a year and a half. I'm so glad. And it's really... Um, she's, it's kind of changed her perspective of the whole thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, poor me, why me? But like, I'm going to be okay. You know, it was okay to feel this way. It's okay to do this. Um, but she is such a strong person. She is resilient. She is, she will not give up. She will press forward. And, um, and that's what I love about her. And she's very black and white, I think, because of her um, disease that she has, because it's, me, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Let's have fun. And she's like, no, it's either got to be this way or this way. She's kind of very much in a box thinker. And so this has kind of helped to put all those feelings into a box for her to know it was okay to feel this way. It's yeah. okay to have all these feelings and to how do I deal with them. So I'm just really proud of her. And it's I think it's made her a better nurse as well because she's sure. been through some of these things. Of course things. it will. Yeah. And she can be like, I've been there. I know what it's like to have a chronic disease yeah. that affects you forever because if you look at her she looks fine Mm -hmm. but to know that she's been on her feet for 12 hours a day her legs her back everything just aches but she still loves what she does so and her patience the fact that she can be right there with her patient Mm -hmm. saying hey I want you to know I get this I feel this similar way you have felt or or you know I just understand that this is And she hard. originally wants to be in pediatrics. That's what her desire to be. But the Lord has her in postpartum for a season. And so I told her, I said, you know, you're going to learn something here. Mm-hmm. It's not all lost. So is she mostly working with the mothers? Yeah, she's okay. working with the mothers yeah. and the babies and doing all the little tests and bathing them. Like, I want to be the, the nurse bather for babies. And she's like, <laughs> Mom, you just can't do that. You have to go to school. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just... She just loves kids, and she just loves that part of it. And so I think it's because she's had that experience she knows for kids that have chronic diseases. Yeah, and she'll be able to go, I was, I've was, i been in that place where they're poking and prodding and testing and doing all these things, so 
Right. I understand every, what you're mm-hmm. feeling right now. Yeah, exactly. Where another nurse would be able to sympathize, but maybe not in the right. same way. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm sure it helps her be a very good auntie as oh well. Oh my gosh. To yes. her precious little nephew. Oh my gosh. She and I, we have to set a timer on our phone when we're together. Because <laughs> <laughs> a while ago, I'm like, you live here. You can come see him anytime. She's like, but it's my time. It's what the timer says. And so, anyway. But yeah, she's a great, she's a great auntie to the little Sam. So, <laughs> Sam is our newest grandson. He's six weeks old as of yesterday. So, and Tootsie is my name. They don't particularly. Oh, I love that. They don't particularly like it. I like it. But I'm like, what if I'm the grandma? You know, honestly, <laughs> whatever name. whatever he calls me, I'll really of go course. by that. But right, I'm really right, gonna right. push for the Tootsie. Part. So what is John <laughs> wanting to be called and his grandpa? Name? We don't know. I mean, we said Pop Pop, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, I think Pop Pop and Tootsie is pretty cute. I think so too. <laughs> I love it. So, but anyway. Is there anything you would recommend for, like, parents if their child is going through a season of, I don't know what's happening, but there's something wrong here? I would just, as a mama, just go with your gut. You know, keep searching, keep looking, keep calling people. Um, If you get a no, keep looking to somebody else because that's kind of what happened with us. You know, we went to our pediatrician, which loved him. He's like, this is out of my wheelhouse. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. So went to her other neurologist. She's like, well, I don't know, really. And we're like okay, we're going to go somebody else. Yeah. So I think just keep looking for somebody that will actually listen. Instead of just like, well, I guess it's fine. Yeah, I they guess don't it's know, fine. So. We don't know. I mean, they're not in the typical, like with her stuff, it's not in a typical box. Mm-hmm. It's not the typical CIDP that most people have. Um, it was it was different. So, Will she monitor the monthly IVIG treatments ever again? If she has a relapse, that will be her first um, line that they'll do to help. But at this time, that's not even needed. No, they're not even needed. And so he said that they call it, she's in remission as of right now, but it's not like it can't come back. Right. You know, and so as a mom, like, she'll go, oh, I'm not feeling well. And then my mom Mm -hmm. goes, my mom mind goes back to, okay, did your legs hurt? Does, what is it? She goes, mom, just, I'm fine. It's just a cold. I'm like, okay. You know, so... Yeah. Being super sensitive of to course. that. And probably will be for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Probably forever. So um that one thing that um that did help me while when you're going through this season of trouble is that on Facebook I was having one of those days of like, I'm at my lowest, I don't know what to do. You know, and of course, you know, we have the Bible and sometimes, you know, we just open it up and think the Lord's going to just like have all this scripture just like, you know, and not have to like, you know, search and, and, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to read this verse. It's going to be the verses that I need. And, And that does happen. But for me, when I was in that state, we're in the hospital and just feeling helpless, you know, and I just posted on Facebook. I was like, I need my, my people to flood me with your favorite scripture about whatever. And I ended up with 75 different scriptures that my friends posted. Some of them were the same, but not very many of them. And so I still go back when I'm having some of those days of like, I don't even know. And I'm like, okay, Lord, speak to me again. Please share a few of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one of them is Deuteronomy 31.8, which says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Um, That really was a good one. Um, you know, and God is so good about giving you what you need when you need mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, let's see. Um, and then Proverbs three twenty seven: do not withhold good from those 
who it is due when it is your power to act. Um, and let's see, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You really only need to be still. Mm-hmm. And as a mom, you know, with all of the things that we do, being still is hard to that do. That verse comes up like all the time when I'm spinning of like, I should yes. be doing this. I should be, you know, what, what about right. this? How's this going to work out? That comes up all the time. And, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to be still. And like you try to be still and you're like, okay, I'm going to be still. And then you're like, but wait, the, the laundry needs to be changed. You're like, no, wait, be still. And so, you know, I'm just thankful that the Lord was like, be still, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're going to have to time me up because I, <laughs> and you know me, I cannot be still for anything. So, um, let's see if there was any others. Um, be still and know that I am God. I will exalt among his nations. I will be exalted on earth. I will lift up my eyes to the mountain. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, is Psalms 121. Um, and then one of my sweet dear friends at church, Judy Reed, which I think we all love yes. and adore. Um, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So, you know, when you're in those, and I read these so many times because I'm like, I really need to hear a word from you. And mm-hmm. so these were my go-to. I feel like I said there were 75 of them and I would just read over them. And so, you know, God allows things to happen for a reason. And so I've had friends who are like, I don't know what to do. I'm, and I'm like, I got something for you. So I'll screenshot, you know, my pages and I'm like, this is what the Lord spoke to me during my time with mm-hmm. Lindsay and all the things. So but anyway, that's kind of our story. God is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. But anyway. Well thanks for sharing. Sure, absolutely. Don't sign. Wow. And praise the Lord for how he is like the remission. I'm so so mm-hmm. glad. I mean I got to talk to Lindsay recently. And she is so poised and confident and young working woman, Thank a, a you. nurse. Just yeah, she said she so had uh, she had went to church with you guys last week, I think yes. it was. Yes, yeah. and I'm just so happy for her. I know that there were days that you all may have wondered, will, will Lindsay get to do the things that she is passionate to do? And God is letting her do them. Yes. I mean, all the, the glory goes to him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're so glad you heard Jenny's story today. We're so grateful that Jenny said yes. Shared such a touching testimony with us. And one of the things that I loved so much about her story that brought tears to my eyes was recognizing that in such a moment of need, when Jenny and Lindsay were both feeling such despair that the Lord sent two angels to be right there in that cafeteria, literally standing beside them, comforting them, talking with them, and that I have no doubt in my mind, those were angels from the Lord. And when they were mysteriously gone, it's just one more reason to say, thank you, Lord. You see me, you know your, you know what plan you have for me. I think it's also important to remember that when you've gone through a trauma or something difficult, if you feel like you need to seek help, seek um, a therapist, a doctor, it is very important to do that. And it's also important to have that tribe of people around you that she talked about. And if you don't, please find a church home, 
a group of people that you feel safe with, that you feel comfortable with, that you can share your stories with. Thanks again for listening. We will be back again in two weeks. Remember to review, rate, subscribe, share with a friend. And we appreciate you listening. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye.